Shut up and sit down. encountered in fandom that let's see I gosh when did I start posting fandom I think like 2008 yeah probably 2008 I started posting can you guys hear me hope so um and um I was kind of startled by the level of reader participation um, in fandom, because I was, I didn't know quite what to make of it, and I've talked about it before, about being a professional writer, and where the only real feedback I got, um, was from editors, and publishers, and, you know, copyright editors, and copy this, and, um, proofers, and so I dealt with those kinds of people um, on every level in publishing, from uh, magazine contributions uh, to short story anthologies to um, print works, um, well into the ebook um, boom. Uh, and when I got my first website as an author, um, I started to get like little notes from from people. But it wasn't, um, it often wasn't specific to a story. It was more like they were saying they were a fan of me versus a fan of a particular work, so to speak. Um, and even now on my, on my professional site, uh, comments are rare because uh, uh, it's just not, that could be my fault. I don't know. It's just not in. It, it doesn't encourage that kind of interaction, I think, on a professional level. Um, maybe it's different for other writers. I don't know. But so when I um, took a break professionally uh, to kind of like find my mojo again or get my groove back or you know whatever the fuck I did, uh, and I kind of meandered into fandom online, I wasn't quite prepared for it. It was, uh, it was really weird. It was just this crazy, um, I didn't quite, at first I honestly didn't realize, and this is, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to admit it. I didn't realize there were like factions in fandom. I, I, I didn't realize how much like high school it was with, with peer groups and cliques. And um, and also, I didn't understand that big name fan crap. I still really don't approve of that big name fan crap, as you know. And I didn't... This is going to sound so crazy and so weird and so naive. But lately I've, I've been coming to grips with my um, 
my uh, innocence across the board, and we can discuss that later. Uh, I didn't realize until about six months in that there were people in the fandom who were strictly readers. I thought, I I don't know what I, I thought fandom was just, I guess, some big writing community or something that I had um, kind of, you know, pushed my way into a little bit. I, I, I really didn't get, there, there was this big divide, um, and that there were actually people in the fandom who who weren't writers and who aren't artists. Um, they're just here to read. And I, I don't know why I didn't realize that at the very beginning. I don't know why. I think it's because I thought fandom was a creative outlet only um, as it applied to fan fiction. I, I, I've been to cons. I've, I went to a Star Trek convention when I was in college. So I know that there's a, a subculture there in, in fandom that's quite different than what we experience online as writers. And I just didn't fully comprehend the scope of fandom. Let's put it that way. And I, I didn't realize that there were people in fandom who right that there are people who read and lurk and who don't really participate and then there are those who read and don't lurk and their participation and me and Jilly discussed this months ago that their participation in fandom is is, is limited to giving feedback to writers and artists and when you don't graciously accept their feedback they get pissy with you and I didn't anticipate that either I was quite startled the first time that happened I was like what really I don't want your opinion I don't care what you think (laughs) and I think that my initial misunderstanding of, of what fandom was um kind of shaped the kind of um God, there's no way to say that without sounding really arrogant. It kind of shapes the personality um, that I would be known for in in fandom. Um, And uh, then I was kind of stuck with it. And not so much that I feel uncomfortable. It's just that um, sometimes when people make a... um, First impressions matter, and a a lot of people um, have heard a lot of ugly things about me and um, that uh, I'm rude to readers, that I don't care about readers, that I, um, that um, recently um, I had a young writer um, send me several emails, and I'm not going to say her name or anything about, uh, yeah, in the fan lore page, whatever, (laughs) I read that fan lore page once and never went back. I'm not worried about it. Um, I, uh, um, she contacted me, and the first, the very first paragraph, she apologized four times for emailing me. She apologized four times for emailing me. I was like, why are you apologizing for emailing me? That's why I have my email address up there on my site. If I didn't want anybody to email me, I wouldn't have a public email address. Um, 
And then, you know, she's um, talking about some issues that she had, because somewhere along the way, I became a fandom agony aunt, and I don't know how that happened. Um, And um, I was explaining to her how I would deal with it, and um, uh, that uh, the way I would deal with the situation isn't always the best solution for everybody else, because... (sighs) For some reason, there are people in fandom who are afraid of me, and I don't, <laughs> I don't get that either. I mean, I, I have an attitude problem, and I'm kind of a bitch, and um, kind of, I'm a, I, I'm a whole lot of bitch for my size, um, and um, and it's. It's weird. So a lot of times I could do things in fandom. I could say things in fandom um, that I wouldn't recommend other writers doing because they would get backlash that I wouldn't get because um, for two reasons. One, I think most of fandom knows I really don't give a shit what they think. And two... The ones who think I might give a shit are afraid of me. And I still don't understand why. I, I really don't. What's the worst thing I can do to you? Ban your IP address from my website. That's the worst thing I can do to you. Unfriend you on Facebook? I don't understand why that's something to be afraid of. I've, I've been unfriended five times this week. Probably for politics. It didn't hurt my feelings. Bye. I don't understand. I'm not the threat you think I am. I have never once, ever, and I do have a um, a very large following. I mean, that is, um, I have over 13,000 active members on my website, so I know I have a large following. Um, and I actually turned off memberships to clean up my database because my database is seriously bogged down. And I thought my site sometimes gets slow if you've been curious about that. So I'm trying to figure out a way to clean up my database um, because – and one of the ways that I figured out a way to control my database was to limit the number of people who currently have the ability to comment on my site. And that's all members can do on the site right now is comment. So you're not missing anything if you're not a member. Um, and if you are desperately in need of giving me feedback, you can always use the contact form. <sighs> Natasha says, for young writers who worship Kira because she's awesome, I, I really don't want worship, but thank you, sweetheart. Disapproval of an established writer is like Jesus being disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to hell. <laughs> You just compared an atheist to Jesus. <laughs> That's funny as hell. You're my favorite. You're my new favorite. Um, uh, but so I don't, I don't get it. So um, I was talking to this young writer, like I said, and um, I was giving her um, a variety of options that she could choose from to deal with the situation that she currently has, um, and. Um, I told her that uh, that it's very likely that my scorched earth um, uh, approach would not be a good approach for her. 
because I do tend to scorch the earth when someone makes me really angry. And for to be honest, this this young lady has a has a very good reason to be absolutely furious. Um, and uh, if I were her. I would be fucking losing my mind. There would be a new paragraph or six on my fan lore page by the time this was finished. But that's just me. <laughs> and there, and sometimes, you know, like I said, because of the reputation that I have in fandom, which is probably more earned than I would like to admit, um, I don't... I can get away with shit uh, that some people would find very difficult to... to deal with because I'm barely on Tumblr. I don't look at those fandom wank pages. I did once like a long, long time ago and got pissed off and I've never done it again. Um, so I don't care. Uh, if someone sends me an email, I don't like, I block them. I have a sorting folder that sorts emails to people that I don't like. It's called asshole. And if you get on that list, your email goes directly into that folder and it gets deleted after 30 days. I don't open them. I don't care. So someone actually isn't capable of harassing me in an email because if you send me one email I don't like, I'm never opening anything else you ever send me. So it it isn't – so I don't have that – emotional action that some people have in fandom where they take things super personally. So I can um, weather a storm a lot better than some, than some other people. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I don't know what she's going to do, but I would, I would nuke that shit from orbit, put on a hazmat suit, go down there, salt the fucking earth, wait 3,000 years for it to calm down and set that shit on fire. That's how fucked up her situation is currently in fandom. Wait. Nothing would ever grow there again. Nothing. But, I think what it boils down to, um, a lot of times in in fandom, um, writers get very attached to their feedback and they they invest a lot of um they invest a lot of uh emotional value to their interactions with with readers and fandom which is why I highly recommend um that as a writer that you Create relationships with other writers and fandoms and not readers. That's uh, not to say that you can't be friends with readers. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you are working on something that's super important to you, it is important to not invest in... This is going to sound so arrogant. To not invest in feedback that is worthless. It because whether it's good or bad, a lot of times it 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 adds nothing to your craft. 
it's great that I have readers who love my work. I like to hear that. Yes, that's. I mean, if if I wasn't vain as fuck, I wouldn't post my shit on my website. I run a website just for fan fiction. I understand the level, the depth of my vanity on on this issue, and I post. And when I post, and I come back the next day, I fully expect to have seventy to a hundred comments to approve. And um, there have been times when that didn't happen, and I was like, "Wow, what the fuck!" <laughs> but <laughs> that's more attention whore than validation whore, because I enjoy the attention of readers, but um, I don't invest a lot of uh, there is. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I don't invest, uh, I don't expect quality in the feedback. That sounds so terrible. I don't mean that, mate. What I, what I mean is, is yes, when a reader tells me they love my work, I'm super pleased. When Lady Holder or Jilly tell me they loved something that I wrote, I am relieved and validated. I feel like I have um, accomplished something because um, they're writers and I trust their um, their opinion of, of something that I wrote. So if they tell me, you know what, this isn't making a lot of sense. You, 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 you've got some crap here going on. I don't know what the hell you meant, but this is not what – did you mean to do this shit? <laughs> but – I don't um, entertain that kind of feedback from readers because I don't trust it. And unfortunately, a lot of writers in fandom do. They invest a great deal of um, emotional uh, – they're emotionally attached to their feedback in such a way that readers have the ability to, to shatter them. And uh, earlier, Natasha said that uh, – oh, I said your name out loud. I'm sorry. I hope that's okay. Um, uh, that uh, a new writer can um, get really upset if an established writer finds fault with them. And I, that's actually um, something that I do understand because I have encountered that myself where I have um, disappointed somebody uh, an, an, another writer in, in my life and I'm like oh god that's not what I meant to do I'm sorry you know um, and that's that's actually something that's understandable because that's a peer when I look at the writers on Rough Trade they're not um, just members of fandom these are my peers uh, these are people that I am writing with and challenge they are my peers I take their uh, their comments more seriously I'm sorry I do. That's just the way it works. Um, when a when, when when someone I know is a writer, as a writer, responds to my work, it has more weight than someone who is a reader, even if they are an avid reader, because someone who's a writer understands what it's like to put out a hundred k. 
and 10 comments in, you've got a reader asking for more. I don't get that shit from other writers. Ever. I get that shit from readers who don't understand how much effort and work goes into creating a hundred fucking K. You know? So, important that you evaluate not only the feedback you're receiving, but who you're receiving it from. Uh, because you can set yourself up to, be, to, to get hurt. And I understand the desire for validation. Of course I do. I'm a writer. I mean, the first time I ever gave somebody a piece of my writing to read, I couldn't even stay in the same room while they read it. I had to leave. (laughs) I couldn't watch them read it. And I still actually have a difficult time watching somebody else read my work. It makes me deeply uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if it's dirty or not. It could be two paragraphs, and I still would have a very difficult time watching somebody else read my work. It's just, it's it's very difficult for me. Um, so I understand that. And I understand that desire for approval and for validation, but one of the biggest problems that I see in fandom are writers being driven out of fandom by two groups. Demanding readers... And then there are those other assholes. You know where I'm going with this, right? Always in every fandom, there are a group of writers. And they have um, a certain uh, style, um, a approved characterization of their favorite. And this was most evident, I think, in The Sentinel. Um, and they establish, uh, a hierarchy in the fandom, and when you don't meet their criteria, they, they turn on you. They, they give you a lot of shit. Uh, when, when you don't meet their expectations, they, um, can get really super nasty. I mean, you don't fall in line, and um, I encountered this a little bit in Stargate. Um, I encountered it a whole lot in the Sentinel, um, where I was actually contacted by someone who identified themselves as a big-name fan in the Sentinel fandom to let me know that my characterization of Blair was, how did she put it? Not only out of character for his canon portrayal, but outside the accepted characterization of him in fandom. (laughs) Ah, Colored kiss my ass. (laughs) I mean that. I literally hit reply and said kiss my ass and hit send. That, I mean, because there was nothing else to be said. Thanks, Natasha. I really enjoy Blair in um, The Awakening. I got so much crap 
for winning all those Light My Fire awards because I, and not from the readers in the Sentinel fandom, which is what really put me off the Sentinel fandom, because I can deal with Reader Wank, but when other writers in that fandom kind of turned on me, um, it was really difficult for me to take. Because like I said, I, I put a lot of value in my relationships and my friendships with other writers. So to be bitched at for my character work, which I thought was the best part of the awakening by other writers, it was it was a betrayal of sorts. I just I I literally was not prepared for that. Um and that's why I'm I've always had a difficult time going back to um that particular fandom because I actually had five books um outlined for that for that. Um and I couldn't go back. I because uh, they messed me up. Uh, and you can, you know, as a reader can tell me I'm writing a character, I'll be like, fuck you, I don't care what you think, don't read it. But when another writer tells me I'm out of character, I'm like, what, really? Are you sure? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the thing, it's the thing. Because I do put a lot of, um, uh, stock in the in the uh, opinions of other writers, especially writers that I I enjoy reading, um, and I enjoy their work, and um, the the big name fan that contacted me um, from the Sentinel fandom was someone that I read. Uh, I did read their work. I did enjoy their work, and <clears throat> I don't know. She can die on a fire, but. I not literally. I don't mean that literally. She can't literally die in a fire. That would be inappropriate. Um, she can die in like a metaphorical fire. But it, yeah. So while I say cultivate relationships with other writers, there there has to be a moment when you come into your own a little bit and um, realize that the only uh, validation that's really worthwhile is the validation that you create for yourself. Someone said something earlier and I wanted to talk about it, but I forgot. What was it? Earlier, um, someone in the chat room said that there was a difference between feedback and criticism. Um, Yes. Of course there is. Everybody appreciates um, <laughs> pleasant feedback. But then there is that one particular person who reads your work who can give you feedback. And on the surface, all of it looks really positive. But it's not. <laughs> One of the most offensive things I was told, I had a reader who, who bought Fall For You, and they read it, and they sent me an email um, where they expressed a huge amount of surprise that I was capable of original work. I can't even, I I was like, what? Are you for fucking serious? I, I didn't respond, because I, I, I didn't know... Mm. Oh, fuck you. 
what do you mean you're surprised that I wrote something original that it was that good? Fuck you. <laughs> I think that um, Natasha asked in the chat room, if you say something, you're confused about something in a story, is it bad feedback? No, but it might be considered unwanted feedback that when you um, are reading in the fandom that you should be a source of um, um, positive energy uh, because uh, unless a re- unless an author is directly asking you for feedback or if they're saying at the bottom of their story, at the top of their story, that um, criticism is welcome, then just assume that it's not. Because um, especially for new writers or, or writers that don't have a lot of content out there, um, negative or uh, even if it's not negative, but uh, feedback that looks more like a complaint than a compliment can be very demoralizing. And no, it isn't your responsibility to validate um, any writer out there. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that if you're going to be a good fandom citizen, that um, approaching feedback positive manner hurts exactly nothing and if you're that kind of person who literally can't find something nice to say then just shut the fuck up and yeah also um a lot of times if you offer um a criticism um on um somebody's work um, it can start um, a brouhaha. <laughs> and you don't want to be involved in that. Who's got time for that shit? Really? Who has time for that shit? Um, but just, you know, be positive. Because um, you never know. Um, on the other end, there's a real live human being over there. It's, it, it's not a computer. It's a person with thoughts and feelings and who put a lot of effort and thought into what they were doing. And um, they want feedback. They want validation. They want um, uh, interaction. Um, But they don't want you to make them feel like shit. (laughs) I mean, unless they have some kind of kink that way, and um, you don't want to be involved in that either, do you? (laughs) I had um, this, this reader... Lady Horace gone. Know who I'm talking about, and the other bitches too, um, who seemed to glory in getting bitched out by me. And I came to realize that he was actually um, enjoying himself on a terrible level when he gets bitched at. My husband just came in here and stole my cookies. We got some Girl Scout cookies. Um, no, um, and I didn't want to say it in front of my husband who came in here and stole my cookies. Um, but what um, I was going to say was is that he was actually provoking me into topping him. I was When I realized what was happening, I was horrified. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we cannot be having that. <laughs> we got to stop. 
<laughs> now, earlier, um, someone in the chat room mentioned um, uh, provoking, um, thought-provoking comments. One of the most infuriating things that readers do to me is um, if I'm posting an episode format, which happened in um, Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond and in Sentinels of Atlantis, they would um, theorize on my plot on what was coming up next, and it would be so infuriating. I... Uh, I guess that you're excited. I get it. But guessing somebody else's plot ahead of them is really rude. Speculating in comments about what you think is going to happen or what you think should happen is terrible. It is terrible fucking behavior. And um, a lot of new readers do it. I hope that more established readers um, know better. Just you know, it's um, it's just terribly rude. It's just ugh, it's just terribly rude. But beyond rudeness, there is also this um subset of people in fandom who get super attached to your work and treat your characters like they're real people, and they like make comments to your characters and your feedback like they're actually talking to your. It's so weird. Don't do that. It's it's so weird. It creeps me out. <laughs> it's just, oh, stop that. <laughs> just stop it. It's so terrible. It's, it's like the worst thing you could possibly do. He brought the cookies back. I wonder how many he took. Terrible bastard. He took four. He took four of my cookies. Oh, my goodness. I got the, um, my niece. Uh, my distant niece, faraway niece, not like distant, and she's my first generation niece, but she's at a distance. Um, couldn't sell me Girl Scout cookies in person, so she sent me her website. <laughs> so we bought cookies from her website with her little code ID, you know, with, with her little ID, and I got some of the Toffee Tastic. And my asshole husband just came in here and stole four of them. <sighs> Dick face. Anyways, but um, I, I I do find um, readers who are deeply invested in my work, um, who don't seem to know there's a line between um, fiction and reality, they make me deeply uncomfortable. That's the kind of people that show up on your front porch, and you don't want that. You don't want some creep on your front porch, unless they're the UPS man, and you actually have something coming from Amazon. Uh, otherwise, I don't want the UPS man on my doorstep either because he's kind of creepy, to be perfectly honest. Not so creepy that I'd want to report him, but creepy enough that I don't answer the door unless I know I have a package I have to sign for. I'm just saying. Leave it on the doorstep, dude. <laughs> I'll get it as you drive down the street. <laughs> Me and my mom bought, um, my nieces and nephews wanted a trampoline. And I was, I was very opposed. Um, they're little daredevil bastards anyway. Uh, four-wheelers and three-wheelers and, and bike ramps and, um, it's just ridiculous. It, anyways, we got some trampoline for Christmas. And, 
um, this damn thing weighed 500 pounds, right? So the UPS man brings it in this big giant box. And I have to answer the door because I know I'm not going to be able to bring this big damn thing into the fucking house, right? Um, so I have to answer the door and talk to the creepy UPS man. And um, we got a safety net on it. I don't know how effective it's going to be, but we got one. <sighs> the terrible little bastards. Um, anyways, <clears throat> 500 pounds of trampoline um, in a box. And um, he brought it into the house for me. And my dog, Jack, was like looking at him like he was an asshole the entire time. And Jack's like 40 pounds. He's, he's, he's nothing. I mean, he, I mean, he thinks he's a big dog, but he's not. Um, but, but he likes to think he's ginormous. I think it's because he grew up with a big dog, so he just thinks he's as big as Cisco was. Um, I don't know. We don't have a Schwann's man, or if there's a Schwann's man around here, I don't know him, and it's really upsetting. Um, I should look that up. I'm sure there is a Swans man. I just never pay attention to it. Um, I recently got a new Avon lady, though. I'm super pleased. Because my other Avon lady moved. It was terrible. And an Avon lady, getting the right one, getting the right fit for you, is is difficult sometimes. Because you don't want one that's going to oversell to you, who doesn't pay attention to your taste, your style, and who doesn't um, point out to you the kinds of things that you've bought in the past. So you don't get... You get some creepy weirdo um, Avon lady who doesn't um, pay attention to you. Um, but um, so, and I had an Avon lady in the past who was fucking awesome. She knew all my shades. She kept track of um, uh, the kinds of things that I like to buy. If there was a new purse that was my style, she let me know. But she left. She left to move to Florida. She retired to Florida. I had no idea Avon was um, that financially rewarding um <clears throat> so now i have a new avon lady and um we've been chatting and um uh so i'm pretty excited because i want some um body butter and i like avon's body butter the best but you guys don't give a shit about that what I think one of the major um, issues um, with with feedback in fandom is that it creates a uh, it creates big name fans in in a way um, just as much as um, your product and and how much work you put into um, your fiction, especially in an environment like Ao3 where you know um, stories can be sorted by feedback and kudos, and so. Co- stories that get a lot of feedback, get a lot of comments, get a lot of traffic because people sort that way and they want to know what everybody else is commenting on, so they comment on it and they and they go read it and it just it, it builds. Um and I'm sure that's probably true of, of most archives and, and and how they're structured. Uh most popular fic shows up in a list, you know. And um it can create uh ego problems. We we we've all encountered that with other writers, um, loss of ego, uh, and um, empire building. <laughs> 
I say that when I've actually been accused of empire building, and um, I told that person I didn't build an empire. I built a horde. <laughs> and there is a difference. You know, there are um, there are people in fandom who feel entitled to give their opinion of everything they come across. And um, if I could give you any single piece of advice, um, is to ignore those people. Ignore they exist. They hate that, but ignore them um, because they don't have anything to offer um, at all. And no, you can't build every relationship you have in your life based on what somebody else has to offer you. Probably. I mean, that'd be kind of selfish, right? (laughs) But everybody in your life does offer you something, whether it's companionship or emotional um, mirroring, you know, that's my friend, and she responds back, that's my friend, you know, and you've you've made this friend with this person and that's an emotional loop that you've created with another person. And that's a, that's a reward system in, in a way. So there's practically nobody in your life that doesn't give you anything except like if you own a cat. <laughs> Cause if you own a cat, you don't own a cat. You're a cat servant. <laughs> But it, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's all kinds of cliques and, um, and hordes in the fandom that I just didn't, um, expect. I, I, I wasn't prepared for. And so I did respond in the way I normally respond to such bullshit from the very beginning. And that's why I have the reputation that I have in fandom. And, um, that's why some people are afraid of me and I still don't get it. I, I really don't. I mean, you're. You're listening to me talk right now, and um, you know I sound like a 12-year-old girl, maybe 13, 14. Can I have 14? Um, but here's another kicker for you. I am five foot four. Unless I'm wearing shoes, and then I'm like five six. Ish. I'm five foot four. I am no threat. <laughs> I can't get shit off the top shelf at the grocery store. I'm that woman you see in the grocery store who's put her foot up on one of the shelves and is precariously perched in a a way that you think is going to end in disaster. I am that person, and it most often does end in disaster, just to let you know. (laughs) Um... Said in the chat room, I'm afraid of pissing you off because I really enjoy listening. You put entitled people in their places. I'm actually, uh, I know it doesn't seem like it's true, but I'm actually um, quite even tempered. It takes a lot to piss me off. Um, 
and most often it's disrespect or um that's a big one for me it's um being disrespected or or be or encountering someone who is just genuinely disrespectful to other people really pisses me off and i see that a lot in fandom um because one of the things i think that you know, fandom isolates you in a way, and it gives you this sense of entitlement um, for a lot of people. The fact they can just say whatever the hell they want to, and and it doesn't matter, but it does matter to a lot of people. So when you encounter someone who's being a piece of shit and who's just saying whatever the hell they want to, no matter how much it might hurt somebody else, I find it really intolerable. And that's where most of my... um crazy comes from to be perfectly honest um i just don't deal with that well uh, i don't deal well with any kind of disrespect well at all and there was a time in my life when i wouldn't even that i would ignore it i mean i was i was very young and i didn't want to cause a scene because we were taught um i was taught as a very very young woman don't make a scene be quiet don't make a scene that's very southern don't make a scene Take a deep breath. Keep it in. Then one day, that little voice in my head that kept telling me that, that got drilled into me when I was a kid, it died. That, that little voice died. And I haven't heard that bitch since, which is good because <clears throat> this world's full of assholes, man. Full of assholes. And I'll fully admit that I'm one of them. I am an asshole. If you... I'm an asshole. And I don't... There's just some things that just make me just absolutely furious. <laughs> but now I'm at that age. I'm at that age where um, I don't care. In fact, my give a fuck is so broken, pieces are missing. And I will tell practically anyone if they're being a dumbass. I have been unfriended by most of my family since the election which we're not going to talk about. We're not. I'm not going to talk about it. Because if I do, it nothing good will come from it. Nothing good will come from it. Be quiet. Don't make a scene. See, when I need that bitch, she's gone. Anyways. I really wanted that taco truck. I really did. Let's just put it that way. I really, really wanted that taco truck. Rogue, let me help you. I have put myself out there to all my Facebook friends. If you would like me to call your friends list, just invite me over to your page, and I will insult your family members until they unfriend you. I have to have some kind of entertainment. I'm just saying. Because I'm not writing right now. I mean, I, I keep trying, and I I actually don't have a problem actually doing the writing. The, the writing part isn't the problem. I'm just completely uninspired. There is absolutely nothing in my 5,000 billion works in progress that I want to work on. I don't have any new ideas that I want to play with. I have plenty of ideas. I just don't – none of them are interesting. And I don't know if it's like – um seasonal or if it's just I don't know 
I have no idea. Maybe maybe it's hormones. I don't know. Maybe I don't get enough sleep, or maybe my vitamin D is low. I have no idea. I can fix that. They might feel like you're their life's work, but I can fix it. You don't understand the level of vigilosity that I have going on over here. I'm just saying. I'm fierce. All five foot four inches of me. But it... I think I do need a break, but I don't know what I need a break from. And um, I never want suggestions. <laughs> Someone asked that in the chat room. Um, I never, ever want anybody else's ideas because um, I'm, I rarely find that inspiring. Um, and suggestions piss me off. And I don't know why they piss me off. I do a little bit. But not, like, completely. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks to myself, why are you giving me a fucking suggestion? I'm a creative person. <laughs> I am perfectly capable of thinking up my own stupid ideas. I don't need yours. <laughs> but that's, like, a real small part of me. And the rest of me, I don't know why I feel that way about suggestions. I just do. I don't know. I have no idea. <sighs> Rose says, I have a cousin who broke his hip. He has nothing better to do. I ignore him, which drives him nuts. Is he racist? Because if he is, I suggest you start posting um, videos um, of exotic male dancers of color (laughs) all over your Facebook. We could go to YouTube. There has to be some Chippendale videos on YouTube. I've never looked, but I definitely should. Um, we could do slideshows of beautiful black of beautiful black men, one after the other. I'm just saying, we can work with this. Hula dancers, absolutely. We can't break out the. Um, the dick files because that's illegal on Facebook. But have you been to Michael Stuck's page? Because there's plenty of candy on Michael Stuck's page you can share on your um on your wall of beautiful men kissing each other. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you gotta bring it. <laughs> okay, but regardless. I forget what I was talking about. I literally forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, suggestions and brainstorming. Um, I don't, you know, I just, I've, I've never really enjoyed um, suggestions. And I also, that's why one of the reasons why I hate it when people um, offer me feedback. <laughs> um, where they speculate on what's to come in my story or offer me um, suggestions of what they would like me to write. I hate that. And, or... They ask me, hey, would you write this, this, or this? And I want to respond, even if at one time I would have written that, I won't now because it's like your idea. It's no longer my idea, so now I can't write it. <laughs> Lady Holder and Azure have found videos on YouTube. I'm not clicking on them right now. 
but I expect you guys to save them for me for later. Um, <clears throat> put them in the in the bitch one in the bitch chat. Normally in the winter, I um, I do a lot of plotting. Like I go to the library, I, I I read history books, I just I explore different things, and um, I actually have a whole collection of books currently on um, space travel and uh, colonization because um, I was working on synthetic for so long, and um, it's just it's really irritating to be in a place where. Um, I have the ability. To, now, there have been times when I, the, I just could not write. There was nothing I could do. But I could actually write. I'm in that spot where I could write. I'm just completely uninspired by everything I have. It's so annoying. It's so, so annoying. <sighs> But from a physical standpoint, I have actually contributed about, I don't know, 25K to various works in progress over the past week and a half. It just all sucks. And none of it really has my attention. Um, And it's just blah. Blah. I have binge watched the fuck out of Blue Murder. Um, what else have I binge watched? Paranoid on um, Paranoia on um, Netflix. Uh, I binge watched uh, Wallander. I binge watched Hinterland. I binge watched Touching Evil. Um, uh, Wire in the Blood, which I fucking love. I love Wire in the Blood. It's on Hulu. Um, let's see what else I've watched. Uh, the first four seasons of, of the original MacGyver series. Um, the first five seasons of Deep Space Nine. I mean, you name it, I probably watched it. Over the past two months, three months. Uh, I just because, oh, Missing or Murders, all 18 seasons. All 18 seasons of Midsummer Murder. I really enjoy Hinterland. I'm not sure which series you're talking about, Natasha, <laughs> since I mentioned so many. Um, I really enjoyed Hinterland. I really, really enjoyed Wallander. Um, but again, like I said, I fucking love Wire in the Blood. And if you've never seen Wire in the Blood, I highly recommend it. But don't watch it at night. Because it can be... Um, Oh, MacGyver. Um, yeah, I was just curious. I mean, it doesn't hold up well. The production values does does not hold up well for um, for uh, modern TV watching. But I really enjoy it. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I remember watching it when I was very young, and um, it's just a lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. <clears throat> I'm going to have to um, let you guys go <laughs> because um, I've been having problems with my sugar all day. And um, I think I'm having a bounce, and I'm not sure if I'm going up or down, but I feel like I need um, to get off the air before I kind of lose the plot. 
Uh, so, and um, check my sugar and um, maybe get some food or drink 3,000 3, tons of water. And I'm starting to slur my words, so I definitely need to let you guys go. I'm totally okay. I deal with it all the time, so no worries. Um, you guys have a great evening, and um, I may be on the air Saturday or Sunday. It just depends on what I got going on. So, catch you guys later.